Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Alvin Ailey was a trailblazing pioneer who found salvation through dance. The documentary film Ailey traces the full contours of this brilliant and enigmatic man whose search for truth in movement resulted in enduring choreography that centers on the Black American experience with grace, strength, and unparalleled beauty. Told through his own words, the film features an evocative archival footage as well as interviews with those who knew him best. The film again is called Ailey, and we're joined today by the director, Jamila Wignott. Jamila, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Thoroughly enjoyed the film. And as I was uh, saying to you just before we got started, I knew of him. And he seemed to be, from where I was standing, a prolific artist, as well as someone who had garnered an amazing amount of accolades for his work. Tell me a little bit about your introduction to him and what inspired you to make this film. My introduction to Alvin Ailey was completely happenstance. I was in college. The Black Student Union on campus had gotten group tickets and off we went to see this company called Alvin Ailey that I hadn't really known about and I had no idea what I was um, in for. And it was just this extraordinary experience of just a kind of really visceral, emotional impact Um I felt like the entire audience fell away and there I was watching these, you know, bodies in motion on stage, this kind of deep, expressive quality. I felt I'm watching these these individuals, but I also feel seen the whole evening just was kind of extraordinary way to discover modern dance because it was the first modern dance company that I had seen. Um, And I continued to be a fan of the company from that point on. And then in 2017, I was approached by Stephen Ives and Amanda Pollock of Insignia Films to make a a documentary about Alvin Ailey. And I was just completely blown away that this film had found me. And at that point, I was just, you know, interested in a film that would explore this dance company that I loved. Um, And also, you know, as a documentarian, for me, it was like, oh, this is going to be probably the most visual film I've ever been able to work on, visual in a way that visuals may be able to lead this story as much as exposition or or voice or, or talking head. So all of that was a real reason for me to take this leap. And then as I got to know Mr. Ailey's story, I just thought, wow, there's here's the, the heart and soul of this organization. And I am so privileged to know more about him. And, and I was just really excited to make a film that would be told in his own words um, and would introduce audiences to the man behind the, the extraordinary company. Let's take a second to sort of describe his place in the sort of pantheon of people who are involved in dance in particular, modern dance in particular, but how he sort of fits into that in terms of our perception or, you know, his regard in in modern dance. Mr. Ailey is in the pantheon, um, although I would say, you know, he's sort of, you know, the modern dance movement um, begins in the the 20th century, and there are, you know, very notable figures um, in that group, Martha Graham, Merce Cunningham, Doris Humphrey, Charles Weidman, 
you know, these figures who, who really are part of developing this new form. And I would say that, you know, Mr. Ailey is sort of in that last part of, of that group. He sort of is there straddling, you know, where the avant-garde is going to go and, and is more aligned with kind of the, the sort of uh, original old school modern dance form. And, you know, he isn't a dancer who like Martha Graham or Merce Cunningham or his, you know, his own mentor, Lester Horton, he isn't somebody, a choreographer rather, who has like a technique, you know, what he does have is a kind of synthesis of styles. He sort of, in a very American way, takes from a little bit of everything and, and then, you know, guided by music, um, you know, really creates these, you know, deeply personal modern dance, you know, works that are rooted in the everyday experiences of Black people, largely um, body of work. I want to go, we will talk about his his roots, but I, I'm also, just in, to kind of piggyback on what you just said, my introduction to modern dance has been very sparse and kind of random and haphazard over the years, but now I'm starting to connect more with it through films like yours. And one of the things that occurred to me, and correct me if you think this is an incorrect perception of modern dance or dance in general, is that in many ways among the arts, you know, theater and film and painting, you know, in some ways, it's probably the first art of, of humanity in the sense that movement and dance probably came before language and painting on, on the walls of the caves and all of that stuff. So, and watching the film and watching the work of, of, of Alvin Haley, there's this kind of visceral physicality to it, but it's also very emotional at the same time. Yes, very, very lyrical. And I think that's right. You know, I'm not, a dancer by training, but that was something I was beginning to discover and feel all these dancers talk about the kind of expressive possibilities of movement language um, and the importance of, you know, embodiment of, of really being totally in tune with you, with your, your physical instrument so that you can communicate. Do you, do you agree that this was probably what would be the first art, if you will, of humanity? That's what I was going to say. I, I kind of got into that with Sylvia Waters, uh, you know, who danced with Alvin Ailey. And that's what she said. She said, it is our, it is our oldest, it is the most ancient language. Um, how would we communicate with each other before formal language, before, you know, obviously written language, any of these tools, it would be how we, you know, interact with each other, how we carry our bodies, how we show anger and happiness and, you know, all of those things, you know, come with that. And it's, it's true. I think even of children, it's sort of the first thing is expression embodiment. And I think for me watching old style choreography you see in film, which is usually technically very proficient and amazing. Modern dance tends to strike me on a very different level, very visceral, as I said earlier, very visceral level. And uh, well, let's talk a little bit about <clears throat> Alvin Ailey's origin, where he came from, and the impact it had on his art. Yeah, Alvin Ailey's earliest years were spent in Texas, really small towns all around the Brazos Valley. And then sort of the longest period of his life was in Rogers, Texas. And those experiences were really foundational, I think, in shaping a kind of essence of who he was. You know, he is born in 1931. So it is both early years of the Great Depression, as well as, you know, the, the sort of midpoint of uh, Jim Crow, which is the nadir <laughs> moment, you know, of, of just an 
a incalculable wave of brutality and violence and terrorism against um, black people. And so, you know, that's sort of his earliest years. And as a Texan, you know, he experienced um, all of that. He's raised by a single mother. His father is somebody he never knew. Um, she has to go from place to place in search of work. And so they sort of lead this very nomadic life. Uh, and yet, and yet, <laughs> these are the details that I think like shape his life. But what he finds throughout all of this is this real, um, I think, capacity for joy and a real understanding of a rich tradition uh, that is the Southern Black tradition, you know, that I would argue is sort of the foundation of American culture in many ways. Um, and that is, you know, these musicians who would come through town, these, these barbecues, these family gatherings, going to juke joints, on a Saturday night, you know, sneaking out of his house and doing that. And then on Sunday morning, experiencing, you know, the ecstatic expression of, um, you know, the Baptist tradition of the Black church. And I think, I think Mr. Ailey understood that the light and the dark. And so that so much of his work, that's what you feel in it, um, is that that's the kind of journey he's taking you on. Um, uh, and so there's, yeah, there's just no way to underestimate really the importance of that early years to his, to his work and to his identity. Yeah, that's the thing that I find so interesting about uh, Black culture, particularly as it's expressed in your film, Ailey, and that is this, uh, that the connections between the church and, and, and all, so many parts of, of, of life, that old saying, you got to sin to be saved. There's kind of there's there's always there's always that time that tension and you see it in his life. And I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Jamila Wignot. She is the director of this wonderful documentary film about Alvin Ailey. It's called Ailey, and you should be looking for it. It's available uh, being released through uh, Neon, which is a terrific distributor. It is going to be playing in New York City starting on the 23rd of July. You'll be there for your Q&A, I believe. Definitely. And then on August 3rd, it will be rolling out through theaters. Uh, so be looking for this. Just in the last minute or so I have with you, I'm sure you've learned so much about him, but were there a couple of things in that either surprised you uh, in ways that you hadn't expected or just sort of the expectations you had going into this? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a way that the sort of the tremendous joy, the joyful expression that that is so much a part of an experience of Alvin Ailey, and then in the individual dance works, I think, as um, one of our subjects says, this kind of real sense of in each dance work, it's about understanding who you are and understanding who you are is about self-reflection, but also self-love and self-acceptance. And so I think the thing that I was left with was how much you know, Mr. Ailey created work that has that message in it that we receive as audiences, but that it was a message that he also needed. Um, he wasn't a person who came to a place where it's like, oh, I have it. You know, he wasn't the sort of preacher telling you how it could be. I feel like each work was some part of him struggling and wrestling with some part of himself and then doing this process of trying to remember who are you and what are you about and and how can you get to a place of self-acceptance and self-love. And I think that, you know, for somebody who create, who was a giant um, to kind of understand the, the vulnerability and, and fragility uh, at the core uh, was, was pretty revealing for me. Well, it's a wonderful film. Again, it's called Ailey and it's being released through Neon and you go to neonrated.com and there you'll be able to find out more about the film where it'll be screening the Q&A in New York as well. People are 
hearing us in New York City. Thank you so much for the work. Thank you so much, uh, Jamila Wignut, for being here on Film School Radio. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. And You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.